Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. You do not have to be completely healed to get into the best relationship of your life. You can be healing. There's this sort of false narrative out there that promotes the idea that before dating again, you need to go through like some healing boot camp complete with a checklist of things that you'll need to master before attempting to love again. Love yourself, become the ideal partner, spend a year alone, get into the best shape of your life, practice abstinence to get your mind right. There's so much advice and chatter out there on what you should be doing. This podcast even offers steps and practices to love yourself and to offer yourself compassion and pleasure and safety and all of the things that you previously looked for externally from a partner. But please do not impose some sort of mastery or even proficiency requirement on yourself before starting to date again. Conscious means aware. It doesn't mean perfect. People who use the word woke just mean that they're fully switched on with their eyes wide open. The true real woke people, they just watch themselves fuck it up with those eyes wide open. And woke people don't tell themselves a story that they're too broken to ever be in a relationship. There are many ways to look at this issue of are you ready to date again and all of them lead back to just one issue. In this episode, let's talk about seven common indicators that can help you know if you're ready to date again and how all of these seven are really about one thing. The first one, have you given yourself some time alone? Not the kind of time alone that is drinking and traveling and overscheduling yourself to avoid your feelings. And not the type of alone time that's sitting in a dark room littered with empty pints of ice cream and Netflix asking, are you still there? Have you taken some time to reflect, to realistically look at what went wrong enough to break in your last relationship? Number two springboards off of this one. Know what went wrong, including the way that you fell short. Use some real radical honesty here. And then flip that to knowing what you do want. And not just applying the complete opposite, but using what happened to find a balance in what you do want in your next relationship. Let's say that you paid for everything in your past relationship, and this made you feel too much the caretaker or taken advantage of or whatever. But don't enter into a new relationship just saying that you will never pay for anything, that the other person in your next relationship will be the payer. 
The balance is in what feels good and flowing and collaborative. What feels like the right balance in money for you? And was it even about money at all or was it about effort? Can you say that you want more balance? Think about what you want. Imagine a day in the life of a relationship with a hilarious, caring, secure, generous, and passionate person. What does that feel like? What are you doing during the day? What qualities and feelings are under the doings? This is what you want, the feeling. Not the actual skiing or snuggling, but the sense of adventure, the affection, the teamwork. You get the idea. It's the feeling of what that day looks like that you're going to go for. Number three is, do you know, are you aware of your relationship patterns? Even if you think there's no pattern, even if you think there's no common thread, like let's say you had a relationship with an accountant and then one with an unemployed rocker and one with an attorney. Ask yourself, were they all emotionally unavailable? What did all of them have in common? Even if your ex-partners seem wildly different, if you look close enough, you will very often find a pattern. And it's really not a pattern in the others, but a pattern of how you show up in relationships. Your brain will try to get you back into feeling like the chaser or the codependent or whatever until you're aware of your relationship patterns, you'll keep repeating them. So take some time to go deep into this pattern. Look at what your role is here. Number four, are you able to clearly see flags of all colors, green, yellow, and red, to recognize very early on that this is not the person for you or that this is the person for you? Most people I know look back and say, mm, I saw right away that he was a selfish lover, but I just thought it would get better. Or that you saw someone was all green flags and somehow you didn't find yourself interested in them because they didn't fit the mold of your type. Your brain wants to put you into situations that you're used to, even if they're shitty situations. So you have to be aware of your patterns and you have to recognize these flags. Know and understand your well thought out green, red, and yellow flags. Consider doing a spin post-date, so talk it out with a friend or write in your journal. If the date was fun and fantastic and on the way home, your date flew into a rage when another driver cut them off, did you ignore that rage because you didn't want to dim the light of a previously amazing fun date? When you ignore flags, you're signing yourself up for another struggle. And flags go hand in hand with this sort of chemical cocktail of new love. So you're going to have to really have something sorted out in your mind or on paper that is in agreement with yourself that when these things show up, good, bad, or cautionary, you're going to really look at them outside of this cocktail of feelings. All right, moving on to number five, boundaries. Have you rethought your boundaries about your last relationship? What kind of boundaries would you have in an ideal relationship? And please know that you can have an ideal relationship. It doesn't mean perfect, but if you're used to struggling in relationships, you're going to tell yourself a story that relationships can't be ideal. They can't be wonderful. That's bullshit. How will you get yourself used to having boundaries and honoring them? This is how you get that ideal relationship. I don't like to use the word enforce in boundaries because boundaries need to be thought of as bringing ourselves closer in authentic relationship. And enforce kind of sounds combative to me. 
You don't have to be at war to be within your boundaries. When you know and practice and honor boundaries, you're really avoiding a warring state. So get used to boundaries as not being protective of you, but being supportive of you. I did a whole thing on boundaries if you want to scroll back to the previous episode. It's pretty good and thorough. So check that one out. Moving on to number six. Do you use dating apps to feel good about yourself or to beat yourself up or to feed your needs externally in any way? How do you feel when you're on the dating apps? Do you feel gross and fake? Do you feel hopeful and playful, cynical, insecure? Here's the thing about dating apps. They are a way to get in front of a lot of people, period. That's it. All the rest is up to you. Can you and will you show up authentically? Number seven. Are you over your ex? This is one that has so many people in a holding pattern for far too long, in my opinion. Are you waiting until thoughts of your ex never cross your mind? Are you waiting to clear them from your heart and memory before giving your energy to new dating experiences? This is kind of foolhardy. Don't tell yourself that talking about your ex or looking at their social media means that you just saw your shadow and you have to go back into dating hibernation for six more weeks. It's more about how you feel when you talk about them. Do you lose yourself in the memory or can you relay something about your ex during a date and still be present? Does your gut lurch when you see them happy on Instagram? Does it send you into a spiral to run into them somewhere? There's going to be some overlap in moving away from them and forward into a better relationship. All seven of those are important. They're valid but they are all really one thing. And the one thing that tells you every time that you are ready to date again is are you ready to commit to yourself? Are you committed to understanding your own feelings? Are you committed to welcoming all parts of yourself? Are you committed to discovering what type of relationship that you want? Are you committed to creating a new love pattern? Are you committed to practicing your boundaries and doing something about the flags? Are you committed to showing up as yourself on dating apps? Are you committed to loving yourself after a relationship ends? Are you committed to yourself truly, madly, deeply? If you're committed to stepping into self-love, if you have wanted this for so long but it feels out of reach, if it feels unattainable, join my Dating by Design program. This is a private coaching program and one-on-one is so important if you want real transformation because your needs and your wants are so unique. What holds you back from getting this love that you want is really unique to you. It's hard to get real transformation from a formula that's one size fits all. You can be inspired by talks and internet quotes, but come and get supported in a container that is focused solely on you, your love of body, your love of self. My clients go from nearly giving up on love to deeply trusting themselves. They step into this self-awareness, this self-trust and self-love that are incomparable feelings. Commitment to self, that is the one thing. That's the power. And through it, you get your desires. And there are steps to get you there in my one-on-one program. And they are customized to you, your heart, your body, your pace, your childhood, your wounding 
your aspirations, your inspirations. After this program, my clients feel so worthy. They're excited and joyful. They open their eyes and their minds to this nourishment that they can now give themselves. They thought they were done, but instead they bloom and they get the love that they were blocked from before taking my program. This is my offer to you. Click the link in the show notes to get it for yourself. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, you magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me. Thank you.